Welcome back, everyone. Traveler Mockery reporting to you live from Font Rameau. But Joe, I think we need a tune, mate. I think we need like a jingle, an intro jingle. But you can't sing. I've hear, I heard you in the shower this morning trying to sing, sing on Madonna like a prayer. Um, I can't really sing, but I think we need something like a song or or like a like a, a jingle with um, something about the chimp, the junkyard dog. Uh, horsepower. What else has to be in there? K ho, K ho, K ho. Yeah, definitely. Junkyard dog. So if if if, if anyone's like creative enough to help us out with a jingle, then um, yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, let's uh, let's start, Joe. Uh, have you got any highs and lows this week? I've got a few highs, mate. Um, first one was uh, that ride yesterday. We did a big one in the mountains, didn't we? One hundred and seventy k's. Um, everyone was criticising me when I made it, and I said it was one hundred and sixty-seven. Because uh, we were going to stop a bit further down the hill to do a run, but we couldn't because there was like some rally going on. And everyone was saying it's going to be way over five and a half hours. Like it's going to be a six, six and a half hour ride. I said, no, boys, you're underestimating yourselves. Um, and we dusted it off five hours, 20, didn't we? 31 and a half Ks an hour, 3,100 meters of climbing. That was a good, wasn't it? Because we were like flying down the mountains, weren't we? Like, that we was were flying down the mountains and we were pushing it hard, pretty hard up the hills, weren't we? I think... Uh... You got in a yeah. bit of a half wheel, didn't you? Like uh, there was a so we went up this. Well, I would say it was quite a big climb. It was a massive climb. one. It was, it was a, a thousand massive, meters of climb. It was yeah, a thousand meters of climb. So it's a long, long climb, like eighteen k's. Joe started off at the front with Martin Van Riel. You did something like four k, I reckon, of the climb. Uh, it was it was probably longer than that. It was six uh, k, I did because it was uh, twenty five minutes. Yeah, twenty five minutes. And then we had something like 13 k's left, I reckon. It took an hour to get to the top. You did thirty five yeah. minutes on the on the, on the. But anyway. Um, I was with the, this guy. He was 62 kilos. Is that all he weighed? 62? 62, 63, yeah. I was basically more than 13 kilos heavier than he was. And uh, and he was already at altitude for like two weeks. And, so I would have um, been screwed, wouldn't I? And screwed. he was pushing it because he was like, um, I'm riding like between 270 and 300 watts. So um, I, I didn't have a power meter or uh, like when my uh, bike computer uh uh, was it with me? You smoked me? it. You smoked it, didn't you? I smoked it. I smoked it. But anyway, yeah, we did a solid ride. We had a massive group. That was a good high. But come on, mate. Everyone wants to know the lows from training camps. They don't like the good session. The lows. Been, they want the low. They have God, for the lows. I haven't got many lows. Like what? What? what can huh? you think of a low? What I had? Yeah. Like, what, what about that swim we went during public hours? Oh yeah, we had a we had the taste of uh, Font Rameau public swimming. Like uh, <laughs> last times so I've been. Last time when I was here and the time before, I went to a few of the public swimming. Absolutely fine. Not a problem. This one Friday evening was absolute carnage. Like we went in, we were looking and we were like, we knew at the start. First of all, the guy didn't want to let me in, did he? You know, the uh, real moody one who works here, like doesn't talk any English as well. Um, and then, so I was trying to get in the pool. He didn't want to let me in. And then um, I, there was a woman there and I said, can you speak? Uh, can you speak English? She said, yeah. I said, can you uh, speak to him and see what his problem is? Um, and uh, he was basically saying it's a public session. I said to her, yeah, I know it's a public session. We're just going to, we've, we've come for that. Because why are you different than the public? Yeah, right? exactly. We are the public. Um, and then in the end, and she said, she told him that. And then he said, you can't go in the pool. like, if, uh, Or he said, I can't save you if you're in trouble, if you swim in the public. Because he knew you're Joe Skipper, you can't swim. So if you drown, I can't save <laughs> he you. He probably thought there's a high chance and uh, yeah. I don't want to get wet. And I didn't show up at this point. So he didn't know what trouble was coming yet. Because I really can't swim. You had just turned up when it was all kicking off. When I when they were there, you were lurking around the back. Cause I saw you. Yeah, and then I said, "Hey, mate, if is there any uh, like?" Pro-? I calmed him down a little bit. Like he got really uh, like relaxed got- when I turned up. <laughs> he got re- <laughs> so in the end, we end up going in there, but it was carnage. Like there was, we had to spread out, didn't we? 
like one of us pretty much in each lane. We went lane. in three different lanes. Three different lanes. And in every lane, I would say there was about seven people. Remember back in Malaga when we were in the 50 meter pool and you got in a fight because someone started kicking me because of you? You did something and there's... I didn't even touch her. Someone thought it was me and then kicked me in the stomach. But anyway, do you think this was worse? No, this definitely wasn't worse. That was that was way worse. But it got worse because old uh, Martin Van Riel and the other guy, the one who was uh, yeah. you got half wheeling with on the climb, exactly. came in and were doing some aqua <clears throat> running, weren't they? So they... Um, There's only four lanes, by the way, in this pool, in this like 25. Four lanes. And- Is there four or five? Uh, I don't know. There, four. Like I think there's four lanes. Four lanes. And because they uh, had to go in there for aqua jogging in the first lane, just with the two of them, everyone else had to get in all the three other lanes. And then we had, uh, it got a bit better as it, after the warm-up, but just before we started the main set, didn't it? But we had a couple of guys doing a shitload of butterfly with fins on, didn't they? They were like was, Michael Phelps in there, weren't they? Yeah, like Michael Phelps, yeah. Brian, yeah. Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so, and then it got all right. We did get a session in the end, but it, mm-hmm. at one point, like I think Fabian, the German, you know what they're like. They're like everything being in tune. They want to know exactly what they're doing. They don't want any disruptions. He was almost having a... Uh, he, was a having a he was having a meltdown. He was having a meltdown. Because yeah. he'd say, I'll have 10 seconds rest in between sets, but sometimes you could see he's got an error in his hat because he couldn't finish the session. He had to stop for like two, three minutes. He wasn't happy. He was not in a good way afterwards. No. We had to really like calm him down massage him, sit him in front of Netflix, you know, really <laughs> relax him, mother him almost, you know. Low for me, Joe. Um, well, it was actually low in the beginning of the week because literally I couldn't do any run without my heart rate being exploded. It was pounding, mate, like a, like a guinea pig. You even went down the lake by yourself to do I went down because I was thinking... We've got the German and that guy, he's rapid, isn't he? He's a fast runner. He's the fastest runner of the lot. He's like a horse. He's like a horse. Then we've got Joe Skipper, uh, who always trains a bit too hard. And then we've got the sensible Dutchie. Which no, is not the sensible trained. Dutchie. I would say the sensible you're not, Dutchie. You're the worst one of the lot. Why? You go uh, way harder than you should do. Sorry? Yeah, you go way harder than what you should do. Do I went mega easy. I went by myself. I was yeah. the sensible lad. Your heart rate was the highest out of all of us. I know, but it went mega easy. I couldn't go any easier. I went five minute K pace, sometimes even slower heart rate, stayed at high, went even, I wanted to do one and a half hours and it was even going up after 75 minutes. And, and I was what like, speed were you running at? Five minute K pace. <laughs> it was not even like where we were staying, it was like down at the lake. So I was thinking like, this doesn't make any sense. And I also felt like I was really doing a session. Did like, you? Not an easy run, but a flipping session. So after uh, 75 minutes, I just jogged back to the car and, uh, um, I've pet myself, but later on in the week, as the week went on, um, sensible me, of course, uh, things started to uh, work all right. So hopefully I'll be doing my first run off the bike tomorrow with a couple of uh, intensive We're going for a segment tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah, you said it. Yeah, we're going for a segment, the TT loop segment or something like that. It's called, it's a little triangle here and it looks like loads of the triathletes have got it. Current segment holder is Yellow Gains. And uh, you can see that it looks like the Norwegians had a little crack, doesn't it? At mm-hmm. it, you know, eleven oh nine, they did. That's the segment. It's eight point six k's, and um, we're gonna have a crack at it, aren't we? Apparently, we're gonna have a crack at it. But we, do you think, Joe, that we're able to take it? You've seen all the data. If we don't get it, I'll be extremely disappointed in ourselves. I'll be furious, like if I don't get that. Like, well, I don't think you it's think? Well in our I'm really bad at altitude. Don't you think it's too high that we nah, can't really... we will get that segment and put a proper benchmark in for it. <laughs> what is it? So talk through the segment. How long is it? How hard do you need to go? And what watts do you need to push, you reckon? 70 metres of climbing, 8.6 Ks. I don't know, maybe like... Um, it's hard to say, maybe like... 
I reckon you probably got an average four hundred watts. Do you reckon? Like to to put a decent uh, to put a decent uh, like time for it, mm-hmm. something like that. I reckon we go under eleven minutes. To current segment eleven oh nine, and a lot of people do it as like chain gangs, don't they? Round there and stuff like that. You know, they're all yeah. working together. So we when we did one in Dubai, we got absolutely roasted by the locals. They weren't happy because me and Tom two up TT'd um, and took like it was a twenty one k TT loop with it fifty one k's an hour. Um, and we got roasted. And it was only 360 watts on average to get that as well. It wasn't yeah. even like we had to ride that hard. Well, it was pretty tough, mate. It was pretty damn tough. <laughs> <laughs> Aero was did everything. You, did you really? Uh, that was all you... I averaged, 360 watts for it. That must have been wrong. No, man. that was probably right, mate. Aero yeah. is everything. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I, was, I was probably a bit skinnier then, so I didn't hit as much wind. What do you think of the high of techno pacing Mo Farah? Techno pace and Mo Farah, I think that was the high of his year so far. Uh, we did tell Mo, look, Mo, you've got big shoes to fill. He usually paces me around, so uh, hope you live up to the hope you live up to the hype. And uh, and he did. Techno got a bit nervous, didn't he? He was like, Tom, do you have got one of them caffeine gels for me? Have did you he ask you for a caffeine? He gel? had a caffeine gel and a caffeine shot because he thought he wasn't able to uh, what to pace Mo. Yeah, to, on, on the bike, on the mountain bike. Yeah, his pa- we did actually notice on his Strava afterwards that his heart rate went into zone two. It was 125, <laughs> 125 beats a minute, like on the mountain bike, pacing Mo around the track. <laughs> and Mo did something like three two. or five k pace, didn't he? Three o twos, twenty four forty for a five mile tempo around the track, looking comfortable, smooth. He could have had a conversation. It looked mega probably. slow, didn't it? It looked like he was it just It looked slow, jogging. but so quick. Yeah. I think it's because his stride length, his stride is so big, isn't it? It mm-hmm. looks like he's just cruising nice and easy. Yeah. Like body movement slight. It was actually great to watch because he's, he's he looks so nice running, doesn't he? He's like a, like a proper gazelle, isn't he? Yeah, he's like a gazelle. 302k pace. It was metronomic, wasn't it? Every lap, the same, the same. And then on the last lap, apparently he was shouting to Techno, faster, faster. <laughs> um, and uh, Techno had to like up it. and think That's when he went into zone two. That was when no, he was already in zone two. He was pushing his heart rate was climbing, mate, for that last bit. I think he was probably he was going to watch tempo. He was going towards tempo. He generally was because <laughs> it averaged a hundred high hundred twenties, and it went from one hundred twenty to that in about the space of about 20, 30 seconds. So he was probably at the end of it getting up to one hundred forty. Do you bits. think it was the excitement of pacing Mo Farah? That he was like, I'm getting so. And what about flippin'. the tunes? What Mo was listening to? It was like it was like lovely when it was like if you were going through an app, the Amazon on like an elephant or something. Yeah, you know? it was. So uh, he had like these bambo jambo jingles. Yeah, if you were on an elephant through the Amazon it was quite relaxing yeah. he, he said to me put, put some tunes on I said no you put your tunes on like you listen to it Mo I want to partly because I want to hear what he listened to I want to know what he, what he was up <laughs> what for is my, what? Da- my dad loved it he said mm-hmm. I really like them tunes he wants, to, <laughs> he wants to download it what's the playlist but what would he have run if I would have put on my techno playlist my hardcore techno sub three sub three three sub three is the average didn't he? and he would have gone sub three sub three like 245s cruising yeah high probably. tempo and he wants to do a session with us next week uh, and his mate Bashir Abdi, so yeah. so Techno could be uh, called up again to do the pace, and they're looking forward to it. Two hundred three marathon runner his uh, mate is, so it's, um, we told him if they if that session goes well for him next week, the week after they might be able to train with us. So um, they're hoping yeah. to impress us, and then we might invite them down to the track to do a proper session with some uh, proper athletes. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, do we want to talk about a little bit about two races this weekend? Or, yeah, go on. We'll quickly brush over them. Pro Tri News is the main one for the in-depth one, isn't it? Exactly. So we've got a couple of podcasts you need to listen to if you want more insights. We've got the training one from Triathlon Terran. We've got the insights. Oh, the Triathlon one, one for tr- the training one for Triathlon Terran. You probably need to be an experienced athlete for that because 
he's hardcore, man. Like, you know, he's not like us where we mess around. This guy is on it, you know? So, like, if you want to get fit and you want to get a lot of stuff from them videos in the beginning, Joe. Kettlebells. He's got us onto kettlebells because we want a beach body, don't we? You know, there's no point doing all this training if you don't look good on the beach. So, get on the kettlebells, guys. Anyway, so that for uh, training, you've got the Pro Tri News for uh, race insights. And why do people actually listen to ours? Um, I don't know. Probably to know what not to do. All right. Nice one. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Swansea. Swansea 70.3. Have you uh, been following that one? Yeah, Bra- Al- Alistair's back, isn't he? Back in the game. British, exactly. hype, British hype train. The British hype train. <laughs> um, we're not really going to talk about who came out of the swim, if the swim was wet, if the run was like... Uh, tough if, if it was a half marathon or a 10k but more like Alistair won by seven and a half minutes after he had to stop during the PTO race didn't do the uh the top seven because he was injured and pulling off 109 right now off the bike I'd say like uh that was awesome pretty, and yeah. that shows that he was he's basically in the fitness that you've you like you know top fitness but then I saw today just a minute ago before we started recording this that apparently he's doing Ironman Copenhagen to qualify, well, to, he's taking it one race at a time, he said, but obviously he wants to qualify for, for Kona. But in a way, I'm a bit disappointed that he's racing that because I'd love to have seen him go into Dallas and race Dallas full on and see how he compares to yeah. the Norwegians. I mean, it's good that he's going to be in Kona, but I, I really want to see him uh, top form over yeah. the 100K one because like showing that he can do that. And that run, that was on Strava and it was pretty much bang on, you know, so it was a solid run off a hard bike where he just lit it up, didn't he? Yeah, one by seven and a half minutes. You don't see that very often in a 70.3. It's absolutely nuts, isn't and it? Amazing. And then the next one uh, was uh, 70.3 Gidnia, wasn't it, in uh, Poland? I, I saw Sam Long won that. But, like, um, one thing is... Uh, one, one th- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Better do the... We just remembered we forgot to do the women from... Uh, from uh, I, 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 I didn't... Uh, you, yeah, we, you didn't we, forget. You didn't we didn't forget. forget. We had two things. First, we wanted to do the men's side of both races, and then we're going to do the... Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, that was right then. Um, yeah, and then uh, in 70.3, <laughs> 70.3 Poland, <laughs> Sam Long won, like, back in the game because his, his European trip hadn't gone too well for him, has it, so far? Like, for what he would have hoped, like... No. But he won that, and that looked like a really good performance. Sub-70-minute run again. Smashed him on the bike, you know, like come from behind, had a three-minute lead, so it was in his wheelhouse. But I want to see Sam Long do a reply because he's been getting a lot of trash talk given to him, isn't he? And we were watching some videos from him before from that Bear Lake brawl the other night, weren't we? Because one of the guys we're staying we with... We think he's changed. We think he's changed. We think Sam's changed. He's a changed, changed man. He, we, we liked the Sam Long at the start. When he was doing Boy Lake Brawl, when he was in COVID, and he was given the smack talk, strongest like, legs in strongest triathlon. Leg. This is what people want to see. That's, That's what we want to see. A bit of smack talk, a bit of like backing it up with results. And he did um, back it up back then, didn't he? You know, and like I think it would be more nerve wracking as an athlete who hadn't really had any results, given the smack talk, and then backing it up rather than being like someone who's got the results. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, because everyone's going to be like, who does he think he is if he doesn't back it up? But the fact he backed it up was really good and it was funny we want to see that Sam Long come back because he's been getting rinsed by he, Labour he went he? into um, um, it's more me versus me and the best version of myself because people didn't like that he did that I don't like that he did that because of course it's the best version of yourself like but we still want to see you give shit to people I thought it was funny like and um, Sam's... and something happens then in triathlon doesn't it if it's always like all vanilla all vanilla yeah boring. I hope you go to Kona yeah and I hope you're going to Kona no, no one right. goes to an ice cream shop and orders vanilla do they no like no, you want the cookies and cream and caramel exactly and also Laidlow's been ripping him hasn't he Laidlow yeah. Laidlow is uh 
he's got some he's got some good results. He's digging it to Sam Long and there's been no return. It's like it's almost like a rap battle, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Someone giving the other rapper a load of shit and them not being able to respond, you know. We we need to see him. Yeah. And I want to see them two go head to head in the PTO race after loads of shit talking between the two, you know. I want to watch that. Like it'll be uh, you know, in that Collins Cup. I want to see them them two go head to head. Yeah. With a load with because you know neither of them wants to lose to each other. It's what know? the people want to see. It's what the people want to see. And uh, apparently there's a wild card as well, and uh, people have been entering the mozzarella for it. The mozzarella is the, is uh, getting entered for the wild card for the PTO race in Dallas. He oh. could be lining up against Norwegians. They will not know what has hit him after his altitude camp. Like they were on my birthday yesterday, weren't they? They came to celebrate his birthday for it. With that him. was a high. I didn't. Even, I completely forgot about it. Just like the others in the whole house. But um, yeah, I organized my uh, birthday party an hour um, before it was uh, six p.m. And uh, we or, we just invited a whole lot of Norwegians because I was thinking. You knew that they way, liked the beer, didn't you? I knew they liked the beer. And also, I was thinking, never ever had I had so many world records holders and world champions and blah, blah, blah. But that shit doesn't matter on a birthday, mate. It's about how fast can you down a pint, isn't it? Doesn't matter how many world titles you well, we have. Did, we didn't see Christian down one, though, did we? No, but I didn't either. No. We completely forgot about it. So it wasn't a proper. Uh, I think I was the only one that had a couple of beers. Felt a bit guilty having a couple of beers, like when everyone else is drinking. Like, <laughs> no, uh, it, was, it was nice to have all the uh, all the guys around. We might be uh, doing a little chain up with them. If tomorrow. I was a proper athlete, I would be uh, on the uh, sparkling water, wouldn't I? You? Yeah, I would have been, wouldn't I? Not sure. Like, Sometimes you need to let it go. Probably worth a couple of percent, isn't it? If I don't get that segment tomorrow, that's what I'm blaming it on. Probably. Like, yeah. I, I had a couple of lefties. Even I didn't have a couple of beers. I know. It was I, my birthday. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I thought, what's wrong with you when I saw that? I've had like, a, but an I, iced tea. But I thought you felt bad because everyone else wasn't drinking beers. You thought like, oh, I don't want to be the only one. It is true that I, I, I was thinking, I'm turned 29. All these people came around here. I'm a big example for them. I can't drink beer. Because they wouldn't. it wouldn't have been right for an elite athlete like yourself to set a bad example for him, would it? Exactly. Because they come around here thinking it's his birthday. We want to see responsibly, him act responsibly. Exactly, exactly. And you've got a reputation to uphold. Exactly. You've got races you're training for. The chat you're representing your country at Challenge Almere. There's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. There is. It's for not a young an easy life. It's not an easy life for tough. a young man like me. It's tough to handle. Um, but Joe, speaking of um, yeah, the whole and uh, I'm not uh, any wild card at Edmonton. Absolutely what? not. I wouldn't I, even go there. If but what I was... about if we all put a name for? Because we did actually get an email. All the pros did. For it, saying that you can nominate someone, they had a few criteria. You know, is it someone that's come from a short course background? You know, think of that kind of stuff. Is it someone who's uh, had a f been injured for a while and hasn't been able to get results? Um, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, what sprung to mind was, I think the mozzarella. I think he would do it justice in uh, in Dallas. As, uh, <laughs> Mate, it would be an absolute joke, and I would, I would just. Uh, Lionel's going to put your name forward. Uh, yeah. Because he doesn't want to be last out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, there was quite a, a stir, wasn't it, in the part about the uh, PTO picks for, uh, no, what was it? Captain's picks. For the Collins Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Hayden Wilde got picked, didn't he? And um, people are mixed with it. Like, I think if I was an international athlete, from an international athlete's point of view, I'd be a bit pissed off because I'd be thinking he doesn't even do long distance. He does short distance. All oh, right, yeah, he might be uh, pretty fast short distance, but it's a long distance organisation. As for that, I'd be a bit like, for fuck's sake, you know, like I've been doing all these halves and I've been doing all right. I want to get picked. But from a spectator's point of view, 
I'm actually looking forward to watching him race uh, the, Norway- the Norwegians. Hopefully, yeah. I saw that he wanted to race like Sam Long and someone else, like he said on his thing. But I want to see him go against the Norwegian. Like yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah. him go against Christian or Gustav, and I want to see them get off the run. It all both like you know one of him uh, Hayden and one of them close together, and I want to see who wins on the run. Yeah. You know, because Hayden's He's like been smashing it, on smashing the, it in uh, the ITU scene. What's he going to be like over 18, uh, 18k? Let's go over to uh, the females race, Joe, real quick. Um, Swansea won by Cat Matthews. Cat Matthews, uh, yeah, and uh, she had for, to chase down Ruth Vassell, didn't she? Yeah, her uh, their besties. It's like us in races, isn't it? I've been all you've always been chasing down me after the bike, and yeah, like <laughs> chasing him down, like getting ready to try and lap him. Uh, what would you think if it was like you know like besties are you really besties with someone who you're racing like that close together or you know because like all right yes you're mate and you're like racing besties but you still want to fucking like beat them don't you like if that was yeah definitely but how would you would you still be going on a training camp with me if i was getting close to yeah uh, because i think it'd be good training i think it'd be good training training. but then in the race i would want to fucking crucify yeah of course of course (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't think they'll be like uh, i'll push you for a k and then you can drop the shit out of me for a k but i imagine them to be like a bit more softer and like oh i hope she wins i hope she you know she, she beats me kind of thing because when we were at the press conference in new zealand you remember that time i and never like, forget that and one. what were the girls like at the press conference there um well they were saying i hope you go to kona no i hope you yeah going and to they, kona. they were but hoping each other won't beat them i do think in a race it's different like maybe up forehand because um men are driven by testosterone so they always want to be like an alpha male and show off whereas i think women are more like just be yourself and you're crazy enough. So I think they'll just say nice things things because they don't want to make any enemies. But then in a race, they're fierce, mate. They're fierce. Do you think they are? 100%. They won't be like, I'll I'll, I'll draft the shit out of you and it's all right. 100%. No, no. They all want to win. So you think if someone was like close to them and they were doing a load of work, they'd turn around and say, look, you can do a fucking turn. Or would have thought, I want to drop the shit out of that one. I want to show I'm better than her. Because if I I was in there and it was you and we were like neck and neck and I said to you before the start, like if I went before the start of the race, I'd say, have a good race, mate. Like, have a good race. I'd shake your hand and I'd be like, best man win. And then in my head, I'm going to be thinking... Hope he gets a flat tire. No, I'd just be thinking... I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'd just be thinking, if I get out the water and he's with me, I'm going to fucking destroy him on the bike. And, but you uh, know you can't. But that's what I'd be thinking. That's what I'd be thinking. And yes. then if he's still with me on the you run... You know you're in fantasy land when you think that. You yeah, could but, destroy on the run now. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll um, see what happens, mate. We'll see what happens. That's what I'd be thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, God... And then if you were behind me, I'd be, come on, you can do a fucking turn. Come on, come through. Stop drafting what, me. <laughs> what, about, what about the big guns, Imogen Simmons? She's come back from a long, long injury. Just one Gardenia. Good good result. Good to see her back on top. She's a proper dog. She barked at me during Sub 7. Did she? She, she barked at you? Yeah, it's on the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a proper dog, mate. Um, anyway, let's go over to uh, the main subject this week. Um, remind me what that was. Yeah, this is how it always goes. <laughs> um, so we were sitting in my uh, bedroom because that's where we're recording it. If you want to see that, the uh, you can check it on the YouTube, mate. We've been absolutely pinging it. I still need to get you that uh, coffee. But, oh, uh, that was a low. What about them rally drivers that started trying to have a fight with us? We got in a fight with we, rally drivers. Yeah. Some rally drivers, a local rally going on here, and then we were riding along on the on the long ride, 
And they bloody thought they were like Colin they McRae. Were drugged up, testosterone bombs from Bulgaria or something. What was it? Again? Albania. Albania. <laughs> so what they would do is drive the car up, stop literally in front of us. They were trying to hit us. Hit the brake, like full on, park the car up, and it was a real small mountain road, so the other cars could pass and he was trying to block us. I thought he was such a loser, to be honest, because he was driving a Toyota Yaris that he had tried to make look like a replica rally car, which was like even sadder. <laughs> and he thought he was like a rally driver, but like he just looked like an absolute arsehole. And then the biggest one he looked like a big arsehole was like he wanted to, they want to go for a burn up around the mountain. So you're thinking like you want to have a proper nice sports car, don't you? One of them had a Fiat 500 of Bath in bright yellow. That talks uh, well, like I mean, uh, biggest um, loser ever, right? Why? Uh, yeah, well, just, like if you're acting like that, the way they were acting, there's no wrong with oh, having that car, but the yeah, way exactly. they're acting, you the know. The way you're acting, yeah, right. it's the way you're acting. Like don't act tough with stuff you have, just, just keep it to yourself. And right. also, um, these uh, he, uh, tried to, we, he tried to knock us off the bike, didn't he? Exactly. But what if we had Paul Felder during our group ride? That's what I said to Tom. I said, if we had Paul Felder, could you imagine former UFC person and uh, they tried to knock us off? Because they almost got out of the car, didn't they? And one of them actually got out of the car to another car to someone driving on the other side of the road nearly got in a fight with them when I was coming down the hill because they'd already overtaken us, got a bit away. Mm-hmm. And it was like right in his face and they almost got in a fight. So they weren't just with us, it was with other car drivers as well. And I said to Tom, like, imagine if we were like Paul Felder, former UFC person, you know, with us and uh, they got out and they were going to get out of their car. Like, they were, you know, they were going to try and start fighting. He's like, don't worry, boys, I'll handle this. Like, I'll, could you imagine? I'll go over real quick and ask him what their and FTP is. I said it would be great if we like took their car keys off them, you know, because and then we said to him. So we had two plans. At first, Paul Felder is going to take care of him, put them in the, uh, like, Put them in the K-hole. Put them in the K-hole. <laughs> then either we take the car keys or park the car up a little bit further ahead, like a K hat, then take the car keys, drive up the 20K mountain on their button back bikes and just drop the keys somewhere over there. We'll tell them before, like, we're going to leave your car keys up the mountain so these little dickheads need to walk a yeah. full marathon up the mountain I would and have, back. Because like, it was just before the 18K climb, so I'd love to have took their keys and said, look, boys, your keys are going to be at the top of the climb in the car park. But carried on biking up with them and then just dropped them off in the car park at the top. 18k, so they got to walk. Yeah, up no one's really climb. harmed. They had a nice little session in, and um, and in then the they end, have to walk. All and the they've way got back down. they've got the time to walk up the mountain and th- think about what they've done. Yeah, what they've done to the world. Like, why would you bother other people? Leave them alone. I know. Um, I someone started nearly started a fight with me back home once. A car driver. He tripped me up when I had cycling kit shoes on. Yeah, like we were all we were all calmed down. We're all like, uh, this dispute was all over. I was walking back to get my bike and he did like a real schoolboy like uh, trip up. You know where they like take your legs out and then push you with your body like over your, over your legs. Mm-hmm. He did that to me. I banged my, arm, my elbow on the floor like I was bleeding and everything. Did you like that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Let's go over to the main subject of the week, Joe. Um, this week we wanted to talk about running in general because we had... Our mate, Fabian Eisenlauer, the German, who had a flipping meltdown because we were only having trails around here. We're he, saying he wants to know where the flat roads are, doesn't he? So he came to Fond Ramon, which is like a small city in the Pyrenees. Cities is cities. Village. A village in the Pyrenees, surrounded by nature. And he's like, where's the flat bit of asphalt? That he didn't even enjoy running around the lake, where it's like flattish and you can see the nice views of the lake. You've got mountains towering up no. from around it. 
And he said, this is bullshit. Like, that's what he said to me. Like, where's the... This is bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's what he said. And I said, what do you mean? And he's like, the trails. Like, I hate running on trail. And I said, well, look at the view. You're with nature. You're at one with nature, mate. And he didn't like it. Um, and you reckon that where he's from in Germany is ace for trail running, don't you? Yeah, so he's... Um... He, he he lives in Sonthofen, which is really close to Algoi, uh, the uh, Immenstadt, where the first of the Algoi tra- uh, triathlon was, the one that Lionel You've raced him, haven't you? I have raced him, yeah, yeah. He is pretty quick. Like, he's a 105 or 6 half marathon runner. Yeah, yeah. He's fast. He's fast on the hilly courses. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's where he's from. And you've got awesome running and training there. And he doesn't like the trails. He doesn't like mountain biking as well, does he? So why would you say, Joe, for since people are tuning in now to listen to some training tips, because they always do, why would you go for training running then? I think trail runs awesome because like back home I do it loads because it's lower impact, isn't it? I said that to You're him. Right? Yeah. He said, like, what's the point in trail running? I said, lower impact. He said, buy some decent run shoes. And I would say... No, because well, if no, you always run on straight roads, it's like you, you uh, tax it differently. And I think you work the small muscles. And you know, you do. Feet. You work the stabilized muscles, good for your feet. And also, no matter what run shoes you got on, it's still even softer if you run on trails, isn't it? Definitely. Like, it's still it's more softer fun. than the road. Time it's goes more quicker. Fun. I think the time goes quicker. We said that to him and he said he thinks the time goes quicker on the road. And we're just like, and He thinks really? it's slower because he needs to focus. Otherwise, he's, uh, yeah, he's he likes on he's a, he's, a, he's a runner that, you know them runners that like would never run over seven minute marlin or 420k pace. He's almost like that, but he never wants to run over like... 420k pace is a recovery pace. If he did an easy pace, it would be 4-minute k pace, wouldn't it? Yeah, he doesn't really He like would running. be a great training partner for the Terminator. Well, he basically did a 14k run today. Ran 7k's completely uphill to like 2,200 metres. Um, At 4, 30k pace or something? No, 410. 410. And back, and back, like that was the average pace, 410. But you got 7k's, you got 4.5 miles uphill. And it's a decent gradient. You know, the gradient all yeah. the way up to the roundabout, and it keeps going 4 5% for like 4.5 miles. Turn around, back down. Which is an easy run? That was his easy run. But do you think it's an easy run? I, I, I don't know, probably for him, but like still. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, so if you're, uh, for example, going on a training camp, Joe, you're out here in Fond Ramal and um, you can use the trails, but you can also use the road, but you can also use a trap mail. How would you mix it up then? Would you On what day would you go on a trap mail, for example, so, uh, on uh, a training camp? Oh, God. If it was freezing cold i was in sierra nevada it was icy on the track on the road snowy icy couldn't get in completely snowed in um literally you couldn't open up the door so much snow or if i do like a double run day like say on a tuesday and i do like the second run it's in the middle of winter it's Mm -hmm. blowing a gale outside and it's cold then i think i'll run on the train wheel because i can't face going outside again and i've got like a six hour training day the next day i'm like screw it i'll just run the treadmill and I just put like Netflix on YouTube. It's a bit soft, isn't it? Really? How often a week do you run on a treadmill? Well, like three times over the winter. <laughs> three times over the whole winter. <laughs> um, yeah, during a training camp, I would I would say I would never run on a treadmill, but I've done it in Dubai. You did it in Dubai because the heat, you got so fed up with the heat, didn't you? The heat killed you, didn't it? I it turned you into a melted cope, mozzarella. That's the only reason why I would go for a run indoors, but otherwise... But then the downside was that you were going somewhere to hot to race. I know. But it was still that was a tough that was a tough time for you, wasn't it? You were trained in Dubai. I he was all when he was trained in Dubai as well. He got caught out one day because we went for a bike ride. We started later than everyone else. We should have gone early. And what what was them sandstorm called? Um, you um you found the heat. I did. Tough. So I think that would that would show you 
if you uh, if you're going on a training camp and either your door needs to be blocked by snow or it has to be over winter in the Norwich or you have to be in a sandstorm in 60 degrees in Dubai and a meltdown for us to go on a treadmill run. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I on mean, a training camp. On a, on a training camp it would have to be something horrific. Um trail running I think is great. I love running on the trails most of the time, like pretty much all the time unless it's a session, unless it's a session. What would me. you think? Uh, what 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 do you think makes you fitter here than it does at home running wise? Up the hills. Like the off-road hills. I think they get you so fit, like because they're like relentless. Sometimes we haven't done any of the proper ones. I'll have to take you on some this week. Yeah, like the ones where you run like because you do get your heart rate up really easy, so you get the cardiovascular gains, but you don't have that much stress on the I'll, muscles and all the tendons. I'll look at that. some of the ones that I did last year yeah. with John, and we'll upload them onto up the like, ski climb. Yeah, and we'll upload them onto the thing because we did some like fifteen k ones. Yeah, we um by the way um yeah for uh, the support uh, to Kona. If you want to back us as a patron, the link is in bio, in the bio. And we have been sharing all the data inside what's swim sets, uh, this thing, on the Patreon's website. Yeah. Could even get uh, Christian Blumenfeld's favorite session, couldn't we? We could even get his favorite session on it. Yeah, so you could learn. You could learn from the fastest. What kind of session would that be? Running, swimming or cycling? God knows, it's probably going to be LT1 anyway, isn't it? LT2. I saw the session today. It was LT2, mate. LT2? LT2. Tasty. Tasty. They're spicing things up a bit now, aren't they? They do. They do. They're getting towards that LT3 bit. Um, so anyway, uh, conclusion, to, Joe. They'll need to go LT3 give, if they give want to. Give us a conclusion about the running. My conclusion is that they'll need to go LT3 if they want to take that segment back off us. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious how if we uh, if, if you uh, yeah if we can actually mate take we that will segment. easily get that segment like there is no way we're not going to get that like I'm I'm up for it already I'd be up for going out now and doing it <laughs> get the lights ready yeah. get the lights <laughs> um all right yeah so basically uh, running yeah I think it's really uh, great to have surrounds where you can do easy runs long runs trails I think trails is a massive uh, breakthrough for everyone oh yeah definitely way more fun. Apart, I think they they're good for any run apart from when you're doing proper sessions. You know, if you're doing a tempo run, threshold tempo run, they can be alright. But if you're doing threshold reps or you're doing like speed work, you want to yeah, be on a track. Especially because you've got shitload of trees, GPS, no signal loss, and that yeah. kind of bullshit. And you, you want to get the leg speed in as yeah. well. Sometimes, like you don't want to be a bit bogged down on the trails. Do downhill you? running, mate. Downhill running. I did get downhill run yesterday. Yeah, get that leg speed in. Um, bullshit buster. Bullshit buster. I haven't really thought of one. Like, well, you... I did. You know, I always take care of this stuff. Do you actually think about anything? Do you remember an hour ago I said we need to record a podcast? You were like, "Do we?" I'm thinking like it's Monday evening. We started this thing last October. We've recorded like 42 podcasts, and you still can't we don't always it... do them on a Monday though. You can't get it in your head that you need to do a podcast actually every Monday. Netflix no, we don't chill. always do it on a Monday because you keep forgetting that. No, because sometimes <laughs> you're not ready. You're still swimming or something or going out on a nighthawk run. <laughs> no, that's not that... very often. Um, the bullshit buster, Joe, is. And you actually only see this with a lot of pro triathletes. We all want to share our journey, right? We all oh, share this the journey. Oh, I thought of this. This <laughs> is not what I thought of. Is we all share the journey. We want all the people to like our comments, post, buy all the stuff that we share and blah, blah, blah. We all share the highs, but some of them never want to share the lows. This really, really fucking grinds my gears. Like, could you imagine, right? I'm doing Ironman Wales. 
I've been mentioning it from now, like, you know, I've been already, like, if you're following my Instagram, you'll say that I've, you'll see that I've been saying, I'm going to do Ironman Wales, building up for it. You imagine I get back from the training camp, looking forward to Ironman Wales. Two Feeling very time, fit, feel like I can win fit. it. Then it comes up, traveling to Ironman Wales, wrecky the course, course is brilliant. You did this, you're doing this picture with your bike behind, uh, like down the finish yeah. line, like you're getting ready. Uh, this is what my bike looks like. Wish me good luck, everyone. Yeah. Took a segment on the course, like I'm fucking flying like, on the tits. I'm going to win it. And then once all, again, wish me good luck, everyone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm blank. Didn't, there's nothing posted about the race. Three weeks after. Or yeah, two weeks, one week, it could be anything. I'm going so-and-so to go and do some more training. Just no. pack my bags to go to Italy yeah. for a training yeah. camp in Sardinia. Yeah, there's no there's no mention of the race, no mention how I did. It's like if you follow it, if you're doing it on Instagram, people want to follow your journey. We want to know how the bad races went as well as the good ones. Like you we can't want to know just... how the bad sessions went as well yeah. as the good ones. Like, and I hate it when people they say they're doing a race, they big it up, and then they have a bad race and they just kind of don't say anything. It's like, come on, you know, let us know how you got on. And Actually, the followers are like, they follow you because they follow your journey. And if you have a bad race, they don't really care. They're like, oh, you're you're like, you're sharing all your bad ideas. Come on. Yeah. Or you come up with like a bullshit story. But my, my followers care. Like they, do I, they? well, I've had some abuse. Yeah, but they, they, bad races. I've had some abuse. Yeah, I've had some abuse, man. Like I've had so much abuse. I always get abused that I don't even feel anything anymore. Like literally yeah. I'd open my DMs and people will be like fucking rinsing me. I know. Hate is going to hate. You know, I mean, I mean imagine. Uh... But I think you need to give it. You need to give it some lows because people are looking at Instagram to see someone else suffer. Well, even then, it's just like you want you want to give an update on how you how it went, yeah, course, don't you? Know, course. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even if it is a load of excuses, I mean, at least it's something. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. That's so. That's the bullshit. And what bullshit. is the biggest excuse for a race not going well for a triathlete? Stomach problems. Do you reckon that's the biggest? Hundred percent. That's the biggest problem. Stomach wasn't feeling good on the bike. Ah, uh, had gut problems on the run. Yeah, like, I couldn't. I had to stop multiple times. I was so nauseous and uh, not being, I had to throw up multiple times. Go into the Dixie fifteen times and then. And not being funny, I've been training for as long as I can remember. Like even when I was a kid, I started off swimming. Yeah, all right. You wouldn't think I'd started off swimming when I was a kid. I started did you start off running. Off swimming as a kid? I know. Didn't obviously yep. didn't listen. Did you I? only did the slides or something. Yeah, I must have done the slides. <laughs> um, but. How, I can't even remember ever having a session ruled off from fucking stomach problems or gut problems no. for a triathlete. It's like and every I have race. done some really grim sessions yeah. where I lo would load myself up with meatballs, yeah. fries yeah. and sauce. And I'd do an easy run session or a tough run session and I'm thinking like, my God, Tom, you're so flipping stupid. I mean, You've eaten this. Yeah. But anyway, you got to crack on, right? Gotta I know. Crack I've on. had some food and stuff. I've done anything. I've been on a, on a full stomach, empty stomach. But yes, even you can get the shit. You can get it. Yeah, I know. But you just literally stop at Portlo, boom, go for a shit, and then you back out and running again. Exactly. Aren't you? I mean, but like the amount of triathletes that have gut problems, it's like, what the hell are these guys doing? How does it only come in the race? It's like, Do you think then the, the, the stomach wants to come out or something? Well, I think a bullshit buster is gut problems for a triathlete. It's like... Which one is it now then? Bullshit buster, not sharing the lows? Not sharing the lows, but like that is another one though. Like we could get the onto that. Another gut one. problems. The gut problems, the gut buster. <laughs> the gut buster. The gut buster challenge is you have a big meal and you do a track session. A friend of mine used to say, have fish and chips before you do a track session. If you can do that, you can run, you can do an Ironman, no problem. Because that's, that's yep. the thing, isn't it? You're doing it on yep. a full stomach, greasy as well. Um, Joe, last week we had a Instagram post of the week saying uh someone asked someone else to marry and he cramped up and all that like it was uh, it was kind of funny and cute video i man posted up but today i saw a video the other way around so there was a girl that did an iron man she finished and then boom her man which was also the race director went on his knees 
and uh, proposed. It's taking advantage of the woman, isn't it? He is taking advantage. Because she's in a carb-depleted state, blood sugars are low, like her super sapiens would be going off like there's no tomorrow if she had it on, wouldn't she? Because she's Definitely. probably got no carbs. Uh, she's not thinking cohesively, and he asked her to marry her because... She, he knows that that's his best chance of getting a yeah because if she did, if how did would this normal, have gone? So she would be, for example, in K forty. Like basically, if I'd have got Laura to do an Ironman and then I'd have proposed, it would have been a hundred percent. I would have known yeah because she'd have been so fucked. She wouldn't have known what I was asking her. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I think uh, like uh, yeah, I mean like you you can just imagine how this goes, can't you? You know, the guy sees her coming, hi my dear uh, <laughs> and he but gets on no, his knee the, she's like wobbling all around you know and uh, and but some people can't me? even <laughs> <laughs> but also um, someone crosses the finish line maybe you don't know this person had massive gut problems and she could have shit herself <laughs> could have could some triathletes do I've seen a triathlete come across the line yeah it would have been before the finish line mate do you think someone crosses the finish line and be like, this would be a perfect moment to shit myself? No, they do it before, but he wouldn't have known, <laughs> would he? He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have thought, I'm going to propose to her as long as she doesn't shit herself, wouldn't he? He was in it. He was ready no matter what, like good for, for better or worse. You know, he's already like He didn't like, know what, what state she or he was going to Yeah, he didn't know what she was going to come in. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, boom. Yeah. Got her, uh, caught her off guard. Yeah. But you think that she couldn't really think properly because she's just done an Ironman. Yeah, she's just... You're full of emotions. Not, you, you, you're always going to say yes because you're so full of emotions. Yeah. And you're you're on a high. You've just finished the Ironman, aren't you? You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you've battled adversity. You don't even know what you're saying yes to. She probably thought, was he saying, get me some beers? Was he saying, let's go to the pizza hut? Exactly. Yeah, so we don't really have a new Instagram post of the week, just a, a like rinsed off version of the previous one, actually. Yeah, it is a rinse off one, but it was just I don't know why we came up with that. Someone did someone send it here? Did you find it? I don't know. You probably found it, didn't you? I saw it. You tracked it, you tracked it down and on... tracked it down, the Instagram radar went off and I was thinking and you were you were, I was showing it to you. I said, Wow, another one. Like it's a thing. Since we've mentioned it on the podcast, I saw free, mate, free. Like boom, right. boom, boom. And then you were like, Oh, now it's someone else asking the, the one who raced to marry, and then boom, you're such a cock depleted state that you can't yeah. really think. It's basically like um, giving them a load of drinks, isn't it? You know, and then asking them. Yeah. You know, like that. You got your your uh, your bat your uh, hedge and your bets. Your odds are going to go up, aren't they? If of them saying yes, you know, if you do that. All right then. So um, before we go, Joe, I think we're twenty reviews off a thousand reviews on Spotify. What we're going to do? No, it's not Spotify. To... Yeah, Spotify. What we're going to do when we get to a thousand? If we get to a thousand reviews on Spotify, we will let someone come to the training camp and look after us for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we let someone. Some of the pa- we will invite one of the patrons to look after us for three weeks, pace us on the run, cook for us on the bo- uh, like at home. We'll give you. A, we'll give you a few Morton gels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, co- we'll come up with something. Or some electrolytes um, from Precision Hydration. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, they saved my life, mate. We should give them a shout out because Morton and Precision Hydration did give us a load of nutrition for the training camp, didn't they? They did. So we should give them a big shout out because uh, that has actually helped us out. How did it save? How did it save you? What what experience saved you? Well, um, Joe said, "Hey, Tom, it's the second day at altitude. We need to take it easy today. So we'll start off with a nice little jog in the morning, where my heart rate was 152 average. It was the second day we did 450k oh, pace or something. Oh, that was a hot day, wasn't it? Then we did an easy swim, something like 4k, and then we went on the bike, like just very easy. 
130k with two and a half k elevation in 35 degrees it average. Feel easy. Where it top topped out at 42 degrees and it was fucking melting on a six. But you were getting ready to do a tempo training day because you were saying we need to do a tempo. We no, need I to said, do a tempo. Do one. I was like, I said, I was that wouldn't be sensible. Wouldn't be sensible. And you were saying, yeah, yeah, you need to get the training in. And then we started doing it, and Tom was like, no. saying to you, that wouldn't be very sensible. You you didn't say it wouldn't be sensible. You were like, you were like, all right, all right, you were up for it. Like I didn't because take you also said we're at sea level now. Yeah, but I was only joking around when I said it. Like it doesn't really make much difference, <laughs> does it? When you like just like anyway. Um, so that saved me that day. That saved you because you had a shitload of electrolytes and God knows how many. I I went through on that long ride the other day, probably about four. I probably I dread to think how many carbs I went through. I had three of the three twenties in my bottles, mm-hmm. one one sixty one, and three of them their three twenties. How many their... carbs did you have on a long ride? So we went on a ride five hours. Right, so I had eighty. But you do burn more carbs at the altitude. All right, eighty, one hundred and sixty, two forty, more energy, two eighty. I think I had t- two gels, so that would be twenty grams in each. So that's uh, three hundred. I had one of them precision hydration for, you know, the, uh, what are they, them like Turkish delight things? Yeah, yeah, 30, uh, 30 grams. That's 330. So 330 grams. Not that much, it's really. Not that though. much, not really. Not much, really, no. Because what's five and a half, it's almost six hours, mate. Yeah, five and a half hours. It's like 50 grams, it's 50 yeah. grams an hour. Six, 60, yeah, 50. 60 grams, 60 grams an hour, 60 That's grams an nothing. hour. That's nothing. No, I mean, I'd have more in a race, but like for a training rider, it felt like quite a lot. Mm, yeah, but that's why you felt hungry. Did go to the, the cafe, though, and have a cake mm-hmm. and a coffee. Yeah, but that was towards the end. We only had to do like 13k up. But I was starving when I got back as well, and I felt like I had loads. So I should have probably had another You're 30, a noob. 40 grams. You're an absolute noob. Well, like I'll learn lot. you how to eat, mate. That felt like a lot. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll see you back next week, probably. See you later. With the Insights in the Doping Show. Yeah, we're going to have a doping show next week. We're here with Thomas Decker, and uh, he's been telling us some stories about what his time with pro cycling. and uh, 15 years ago. Um, he was a pro cyclist, got caught doping. Um, and he's a changed man now, isn't he? He's uh, Well, he's not doing any cycle, just for fun. He's just doing it for fun, yeah. He went through a whole lot of shit in his life um, due to the choices he made when he was 21 years old. Anyway, he wrote a book and uh, still does a lot in like uh, uh, like cycling in the Netherlands, like on TV shows and all that. Anyway, he's got a really colourful story. My dad read We're that book c- in two days. Out he here. read his book in two days. It was up until 2 a.m. one night, wasn't he? He was hooked. My dad was hooked. Um, anyway, we're going to have him on the show. We're going to talk about everything because I want to know a shitload of stuff. That um, is going to be a really entertaining... Li- I reckon that that is going to be our best show yet because from talking to him, he just gets you, you just gets you sucked in and you could just listen to him talk about his stories for hours, couldn't you? The rides go fast, don't they? The rides when- go very fast, yeah, because he's also got stories about what he would do just like it was a different time, wasn't it? And that's not even about doping. Like yeah. he was talking about prostitutes, drugs, and that kind of stuff. It's just a whole dip. You can't even imagine it's that. It's like a People movie. Are... They could make a Hollywood movie from his life. Yeah, they could. They could. <laughs> anyway, we'll get him on the show next week. So we'll post up a post on Instagram so people can send him questions, what they want. Send us questions, not him. No, no, send us questions. So yeah. we'll post up a, a picture on Travel and Mockery and you can send in anything you want to need to know. So... Um, about doping in triathlon, about just whatever. Whether they think people train, how... Also, you could ask stuff like, if you wanted to, about do you think that triathlon is as professional? Because he's had a good insight in seeing some of the other pros out in Font Rameau. And obviously, he's been with Team Garmin. He was with... Um, who else Rabobank. was he with? Rabobank. And he still knows a lot about the Team Yambo Visma yeah. and all the other teams because so he knows like, all the guys. He has a good insight into how pro cycling teams, the professionalism with them... And from what he's seen of triathletes, 
uh, the, the stories about the doping. I mean, there's literally everything. Grand tours. How hard is it to do a grand tour? How knackered are you? You mm-hmm. know, there's literally anything that he could answer, isn't there? And when he was younger, he was ranked number one in the world. Number wasn't he? T- yeah, num- number two. He said as a senior, as a senior in the as pro a senior, world, and t- as a junior, number one in the world. Yeah, and that he, was before the doping. That was before the doping. He won Torino, Adriatico, Tour of Romandy, Criterium International. I think he has. Uh, he went to the Olympics at like twenty. I think he turned. He said earlier that he turned as a pro cyclist at sixteen or seventeen, something yeah. like that, which is crazy, isn't it? Especially know? that time. Nowadays, first, you see it more often. Yeah, first Tour de France at twenty years old. So. There were, and that was all clean, you know, first Tour de France at 20, you know. So there he was, a, it wasn't just the drugs, you know, because a lot of people think it's the, you take it and it's the drugs. You take but, a bag of, that's what, also what we were wondering, like, all right, what happens if you take a bag of EPR? But we'll talk about yeah. all of that. What his FTP is, because that was very impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, the boys are off training again. It's... Uh, Nine, it's 10.30 p.m., Joe, so we go for a little night yeah, we, run? Yeah, we've got to do that 8K run yet, so um, we'll see you later, guys. All right, see you. Bye-bye.